Hi, I'm Joy. And I'm Janelle. And we are your hosts of the Melanin and Miles podcast. We are just two Black girls in our 20s who have traveled to over 25 countries and five continents. And we want to share our travel experiences and advice with you. Like when I went cliff jumping in Jamaica, or when I booked a flight for only $6, and even when I lived with a host family who didn't speak any English in Spain for four months. Or when I went skydiving in D.C., swam with elephants in Thailand, and won over $200 at a casino in Puerto Rico. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast and tune in every Tuesday for new episodes. Before we get into the episode, make sure you get your hands on our free Budget Babe travel guide to learn the top 10 ways you can be saving hundreds or even thousands of dollars on your next travel adventure. Get the guide straight to your inbox at melaninandmiles.com slash free. Hey everyone, welcome back to Melanin and Miles. This week we are interviewing Shelby, the founder of the Travel Connect podcast, a podcast dedicated to sharing travel stories, tips, hacks, and helping people travel like a pro. So welcome, Shelby. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, and we love your podcast. Um, If y'all haven't listened already, she had already interviewed us a few weeks ago, so go look out (laughs) for the Travel Connect podcast to listen to that episode. Um, but for y'all interested in learning more about Shelby, tell us a bit about yourself, like where you're from and how your background really ties in with travel. Yes. So I am originally from a really, really small town in the middle of nowhere called Dangerfield, Texas, (laughs) born and raised as a country girl. And then I eventually branched out and went to college and I ended up in the city, specifically Dallas, Texas. So a little bit about me. So by day, I am a digital strategist for a healthcare um, marketing company. I really enjoy like writing. So anything from like websites, content, landing pages, ad copy. I really enjoy storytelling. So I think definitely when I decided to start my travel podcast and as I, you know, shift into being a content creator, I realized that I really have a love and a joy. for sharing my stories, sharing my experiences, and sharing it through storytelling, because I feel like that encourages or inspires people to go out and have their own experiences, or, you know, just to try something new. Like, even if you don't like it, try something new. So I think that's definitely how my career and my podcast tie together. Nice. And so I guess what was the first big trip you ever took um, besides, I guess, moving to a major city? Like, what's the big thing that really, like, sets you on that path? Like, travel, is it? Yeah, so I actually, for some strange reason, I used to be afraid to fly. (laughs) I have this huge fear of heights. And, like, I had just made up all this, like, random story in my head as to why I could not fly (laughs) and then ran and like people in my family would try to get me to fly they would be like I'll buy your ticket you can go you can do this but I'm like no I'm not gonna do it and then randomly I kid you not like randomly in college my junior year of college I was like Shelby if you say that you want to travel and you want to go places you're gonna have to get on a plane so it's either you get on the plane or you just never go anywhere (laughs) so I randomly decided like in my apartment that I was gonna go somewhere so I called up my best friend and I was like hey I want to take a trip 
I had no clue where I wanted to go. I was just like, I want to go somewhere. <laughs> and so me and two of my really close friends at the time, we decided to go to um, San Diego, California. We went for about four days and three nights. And that was my first experience being on a plane. My first experience, you know, going somewhere that was not Texas, that was far, that was near a beach. And I just remember having so much fun. I just remember, you know, thinking to myself, like, this isn't as bad as I thought it was. And after that trip, I promised myself, I was like, God, if you just let me, you know, get a job where I can support myself, pay my bills and travel, I will be happy. And so after that, that really sparked the travel bug for me. Yeah, that's really cool. And San Diego is a really nice place to to go for a first trip. That's like the place I feel like it feels like you're out of the country sometimes. Like if you go it to does. Like, yeah, if you go to like La Jolla, like they're really nice spots, like those beaches and everything. It does feel like you're not even in the U.S. anymore. <laughs> it does. And they have such beautiful beaches, such good food. And like the people were so nice. It was just like a really, really good experience for me. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. What was your most recent travel experience? Have you been able to go anywhere during the pandemic? Yeah, so I actually recently this year started like edging back into traveling, trying to figure out, you know, like what I feel safe doing, what I feel safe going. My most recent trip was probably the most random place ever. (laughs) But my friends and I recently... Um, We went to Nashville, Tennessee. None of us had ever been, but for some strange reason, I had this strange urge to go. I know that I've read, you know, like some, you know, particularly Black people have had like really bad experiences when they've gone, but we actually had like a really, really good time. It was really fun. Um, I expected country music to be everywhere, which it was, but it wasn't as prevalent as I thought it would be. Mm -hmm. Um, I did find out that Nashville is like a baby Vegas and a baby New York because those people did not go to sleep. They were just, (laughs) you know, riding around on party buses, you know, all day, all night. But, you know, it ended up being like a really, really good experience. But that is the last place that I went. (laughs) That's interesting. I've never been to Nashville. I'm like, what's the one thing I got to do if I go? (laughs) So if you go two things. One, they just built, I don't know if you're in a museums, but they just built a new African-American museum of Mm -hmm. music in there. And it's an interactive museum where you can listen to music, you can save your playlist, you can make beats, just anything music related that you can think of to do. um, It's in there. It was so fun. It was one of those places that you have to go back more than once because it's so much to do. And the second thing that you have to do is you have to try Slim and Huskies. It's a black owned pizza place. Mm. And they have multiple um, restaurants throughout Nashville. Mm-hmm. And it was really, really good. It was really dope. You could see like the culture in it. It was decorated really nice. It was just a real cool spot. But those are the two wow. things that you have to go do. If you okay, go. yeah, that sounds really nice. I need to make my center right now. <laughs> yes. Head out. Uh, that sounds really cool. So I guess back to your podcast, what has been, I guess, the most challenging thing about running a podcast? Because like I have a podcast too, so I know right. <laughs> I know there's issues. So I'm wondering, what's your side of it? How has it been for you? You know, I am a person, I really enjoy talking and I really enjoy like hearing people's stories. But I think for me, the two hardest things have been sometimes a just like getting on the same page as guests and, you know, like really with time zones, because, you know, 
when you're working and then also when you're booking somebody that's working and they're traveling, like sometimes it's kind of hard to mix up, to match up your schedule. So that's the first thing that the hard, that's the hardest thing. In. And then the second thing is sometimes I find that people have such amazing stories and they have such amazing experiences, you know, from watching their stories, from, you know, following them on social media, whether it's Pinterest or Twitter or Instagram. But sometimes I've found that it is so hard to pull out their story from them and get them Mm -hmm. to tell their story in a way that is going to resonate with people but I have found that when I'm talking to people about their travel experiences if I can just like find like a commonality then that opens the door for them to be open for them to overshare and to share your experiences because uh, like you and having a podcast you know my goal is really just for people to be an open, honest, and transparent place for people to share their stories, to share their platform so that it can help, you know, another person to travel more easily. Because when I started traveling, I did not know what I was doing. Sometimes I still don't know what I was doing, what I'm doing. And, you know, a lot of it is just kind of trial and error. So I just really want to give people a space and a place to be themselves, to tell their stories you know, and to learn because I feel like traveling is like a ever evolving experience. Like no matter how much you travel, I don't think you'll ever know it all. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's so true. I guess the one question I always ask in a lot of interviews is like, what's your biggest travel mistake? Because I want people to listen and like hear that mistake and then like never do that again (laughs) in their, like in their future. So I guess that will be my next question for you. But I say, what is your biggest travel mistake and what would you warn anyone else from doing? So when I first started traveling, my biggest mistake is I did not make a budget. I was just out here ball to you fall. Like, mm. you know, come back home. Like, who spent that? <laughs> Where did my money go? But it's me. And so I would definitely just caution anybody that's traveling or going somewhere to set a budget for yourself and to begin saving and putting back money um, to the side, especially if you're going to travel. I think I had to learn how to budget when I travel. And I found that even when I wasn't budgeting, you know, I was still having a good time. But, you know, you have to come back and have the repercussions of, okay, I really got to chill into the next paycheck. Or, you know, I really can't, you know, go out and do X, Y, and Z, you know, which is what I wanted to do when I got back. So my number one piece of advice is to sit down and get really serious about your budget and try to account for as much as you can. So, you know, take into account how much you're going to be paying for your, um, from your accommodations, you know, try to guess, you know, how much you are going to be paying for food, for food. I don't know about anybody else, but I'm one of those people that I look up the restaurants that I want to eat at. And I try to get a, you know, a really good idea of just about like how much it costs to, you know, have food there, take that mm-hmm. into account, like what type of activities you're going to do, like price those two. Are you going to be Ubering everywhere? Are you going to have a car? Like put that in there as well. Do you want souvenirs? If you're going to get souvenirs, you know, like how much are you willing to pay for a souvenir? And I find that when I go into my trip with a budget and I've already set that money aside that I end up having a better experience and I don't, hate myself because I didn't spend all my money in balls so I fall when I got back <laughs> understandable <laughs> very understandable especially if you travel a lot like you gotta learn how to budget because yeah. you can't do 10 trips in a year and <laughs> not have a budget you cannot <laughs> that is true <laughs> Um, so it sounds like you are definitely a foodie because I feel like we brought up food a couple times <laughs> in the interview yes so what tools do you do you use to like 
find food in different places or are you just like willing to go out and try something and just hope it's good or are you looking it up ahead of time yeah I think it's a combination of all three so I definitely you know I feel like social media is such a good tool if you use it correctly Mm -hmm. so a lot of times I will search everywhere that I can think of I'll get on Instagram and I'll search and I'll try to see you know where are people eating where are people you know tagging themselves at I'll get on print I'll get on Pinterest and YouTube as well to see you know where people are eating because people if you think about it people overshare which is a good thing so you can always find food places you know through Instagram through Pinterest through YouTube Um, I see a lot of you know travel content creators that share you know their food that way as well another thing that I do especially if I'm in the states is that I go on Yelp and I look up food restaurants um, that way one thing that I can appreciate about Yelp is that people are brutally honest (laughs) on (laughs) Yelp they are not Listen, if it was nasty, they're going to tell you that it's disgusting and not to go there. So (laughs) I definitely use, you know, Yelp as a tool. And then sometimes I just get on Google and I search and, you know, different blogs um, will come up. So I just like research, research, research to try to see, you know, what food places are people recommending the most. And then nine times out of 10, I found that if multiple people keep saying the same thing about something that is good, then I tend to enjoy it as well. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Sometimes I, I think I'm a good mix between the two, but sometimes I'm lazy and I just try something different and then I'm like, right. I'm never doing this again because <laughs> <laughs> I end up somewhere horrible or somewhere like super expensive and the food was already oh, yeah. okay. Like you just got to be careful. I've done that too. As a tourist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so do you have any upcoming travel plans, do you think, or is 2022 going to slow down? I do have like some 22, 2022 travel plans. Like unfortunately 2020 like slowed your girl down a lot, but mm-hmm. it slowed everybody down. I had to cancel like four trips that I was devastated about. So in 2022, I'm really planning to get out and travel more. I have actually been, you know, I wrote out a travel bucket list of places that I just want to visit in general, but I also wrote out like, you know, like a travel bucket list that I want to um, accomplish in 2022. So I'm definitely planning on getting back to traveling in 2022 for sure. <laughs> Exciting. Yeah. I'm excited to see where everyone's trips go in the next year. I feel like 2022 yes. is going to be the year where it really picks up again. Um, people have been doing trips this year too, but I think next year it's going to be like a lot bigger. I do too. And I get so excited, you know, just to see where different people are traveling because sometimes you'll see somebody, some, I'll see somebody somewhere like, oh, I never thought to go there. For instance, like I would have never went to Nashville if I, so one of the people that I interviewed on my podcast, she was black. She told me that she went to Nashville and she had a great experience. And so when I told, when she told me that, I was like, okay, she went, I can go. She looked like me. We're good. <laughs> right. So yeah, I think that when I see other people travel different places, sometimes places that I won't even think of, I'm like, okay, like I need to add that to my bucket list. So like you, I am very excited to see where people go um, so that I can steal it and go to. <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely. And for the trips you do go on, I guess, where can the audience find you on social media and also the podcast? Go ahead and plug yourself in <laughs> just in case. Yeah. You want so you can follow me personally at Shelby Brenna underscore. So that's S-H-E-L-B-Y-B-R-E-N-N-A underscore Instagram. Um, and Twitter. You can listen to the Travel Connect podcast anywhere that um, podcast 
anywhere that you can listen to podcasts. Um, and then you can also visit my website, www.shelbybrenner.com, and it will direct you to anywhere that you want to go. Nice. And I'll link all of that in the show notes too. So y'all can easily find it, Instagram, Twitter, podcasts, et cetera. Like you'll find it all in the show notes. And I guess we'll start to wrap up since we're getting to that time. And my last two questions, they're more advice questions. The first one is what advice would you give to someone looking to travel more often, but may feel like they don't have the time or the money or just like, they're not sure how to do it. Yeah. So for anyone that wants to travel more time, but they don't feel like they have the resource to do it, I can guarantee that you do. But I think that it's just going to take a lot more planning on your part. So my suggestion would be to a set a budget. And then once you see like how much money you can spend, then pick a destination, you know, that accommodates that budget. And then one thing, other thing that I want to add is there, there are so many different ways to travel and that there's nothing wrong with traveling within your means and traveling with your budget like don't have people don't like look at other people and they have you broke trying to do what they're doing like you can definitely get there like you can do staycations you could try a different state you can do you know a road trip or you can just you know save up to do one big trip if you want to but my advice would be to budget and then within that budget you know research places Um, that you want to go from those places, decide which places fit within your budget. And then also, you know, set a date and time and when you want to go. For instance, like if you travel in the off season or the winter months, things are going to be cheaper because people don't want to travel when it's cold or when it gets dark earlier versus if you travel in the spring or summer, it's hot, everything's popping, everybody's trying to have a hot girl summer. So things are going to be a lot more expensive. So I would definitely say take into account the time of year you go, take into account, you know, the days that you leave, and this just do what's best for you and your budget. Yeah, I agree with all of that. And I especially agree with the point on like, you can literally just have a staycation. Like you don't need to go across the world to say you've been a traveler. Right. Like you can travel down the street and still have a great time. So yeah, don't like, yeah, don't let Instagram fool you. I feel like people see all these like very extravagant trips and luxury trips on like social media, but you can right. literally just go to the next town over and if you like, maybe you haven't been to that next town. And so it's a whole right. new experience for you. Definitely agree. So my final question, and I ask it in every interview because it is a podcast for Black women. Why do you think more Black women should travel? I think more Black women should travel because I think that A, it expands your horizons. I think that B, it makes you a more cultural person. I know for me, traveling has really humbled me. It has really allowed me to have more of an open mind. It has expanded my horizons. And I just feel like I come back, I always come back refreshed and I come back a better person because I'm one of those people that I really treasure experiences. And I think that when you travel and you get outside of your comfort zone and you try something new, that's just something that like no one can take away from you. So I think that Black women should travel more because I feel like traveling to me is like a treat. And I feel like you should treat yourself all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Most definitely. Thank you so much, Shelby, for sharing all this information. Like I loved hearing about your Nashville trip, hearing about your first trip to San Diego, uh, hearing about your opinions on travel. So thank you again for sharing. And if y'all haven't already, make sure you go check out her podcast because it's also pretty great.